Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Apps. Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for whetstone. This is a podcast where Mr. Apps and I discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Apps? Quite good, quite good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm feeling very good after we got Vengeance. Yes. We got Vengeance, and we're going to talk about that during the assigned quest, but I'm feeling very good after Vengeance. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about uh, um, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate in general. Man, does that game pick up once you get past some of the slow early boring quests so many things to kill so many things to do it's it's like it's like a separate job because it's it's like oh i want this armor and this armor and this armor it do all these requests unlock some key quests and this goes on and on and on but in a good way yeah well that's uh i'm gonna have to do i'm gonna quit my job so i can just play more yeah love to do that yeah well, uh, uh, boy, and oh yeah, just, just, just monsters. We're going to talk about monsters and what we're doing uh, with Monster Hunter Ultimate a little bit. We're going to dip our toe into Monster Hunter World, especially as we continue our string of investigations. Uh, and we're working our way up the, the food chain there. Uh, we're actually getting into the Elder Dragon, so we're going to talk about another one of those this week. Uh, we also got a couple of your questions. We got a comment or two. And a few other things, and we're going to do it all in an hour because that's what we do here at the hunt. So I uh, want you to take a seat, uh, grab your Nintendo Switch, so you can play along while you listen to us chat. We'll be right back after this. On the last few weeks, and it's been a while since we did a podcast. I apologize. October is a very busy month for me, as it is budget month, which means uh, not only does my my days and nights belong to the company, but I end up flying out to Florida for a couple of days. On the good side, I got some some playing down while I was on the airplane, and I want to talk about that. But I have a note here, and Mister Mike <laughs> wants to tell us about a story about how he almost lost his oh. copy of Monster Hunter World, and that has me intrigued. So I can't wait to hear this one. Have you ever been a, the sort of lazy person when you're taking the disc out of like a DVD player or a game console, and man, do you not want to go and find the case for that game? So you just put put the disc in what the case of you know whatever game you're putting in now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a typical thing to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was uh, trying to clean up my collection a bit, getting rid of some stuff, trading in some games, and. Came home later that night and was opening up. Uh, it wasn't actually the case for Monster Hunter. It was the case for God of War and found the disc for one of the games I just traded in today. So I was like, well, that's not good. Ooh. So I 
you know, God of War hadn't dropped in price in like forever. I figured I was gonna have to buy another copy, Ooh. so I called the so I called the store because you know this is a GameStop I go to a lot, so they kind of know me there, and it was just, you know. It was, I think, you know, such and such a game I traded in. I forget what it was. I think my copy of God of War is in there. And like, oh, oh yeah, I, I remember seeing that. But no, there was a copy of Monster Hunter World there. So lo and behold, my copy of God of War was actually in the Monster Hunter disc, showing just how lazy I was because it's like multiple levels of games in the wrong case. So yeah, I traded in some random game with my Monster Hunter di- World disc in there. Nice. Yeah, and if not for doing this at the GameStop where they knew me, uh, I probably would not have gotten it back and would have had to repurchase it. Mm, that makes Monster Hunter sad. Yeah. I'll tell you, I did buy uh, a, about, I don't know, it was like two or three dozen cheap, um, the CD plastic case, the really cheap thin ones. Used to have them a whole bunch from back in the day, but you know that things are more and more digital. I, I don't keep a whole lot of those around anymore. But I went in and bought some just so I could have them sitting on my entertainment center, so I could just be lazy and put disc in there instead of you know going and finding the the book, you know, or the case. Yeah, I generally have all of my games, um, all my disc games, in big big uh, DVD folders where I got them alphabetized by system. I actually do that for like cartridge games. Like I have some a few really great. Uh, switch cases, for example, where I keep all the cartridges in there, and but I I don't know why I don't do that for disc games for some reason. Uh, I don't like doing that. I guess I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, it almost caught me this time. So maybe maybe I should start doing that. It's time to make a change. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Now, especially with all my PlayStation Two games. Um, and I got a, quite a fair number three, but two two cases huge. Four has been getting bigger though, just because I'm such a Musou fan or whatever it's called. And I've got so Musou. many, yeah, Musou. I got so many Musou games. I got every like Musou game plus every ripoff of a Musou game on PlayStation Four. It's it's like the the Musou heaven. Like I don't feel like I got a lot of RPGs, especially. I mean, for me personally, I, I, I guess Yakuza is an RPG. I get it, but it feels more like a brawler to me. But um, uh, so when I'm going, uh, you know, I'm looking there. I don't have a lot of RPGs, but I got a crap ton of Musou games. Musou, whatever Musou games, just a ton of them. Ah, oh, there's so play- many. Have you played Dynasty Warriors 9? Except for that one. I saw the reviews and I took a pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm curious about it, but I, I, even though it's down to like 20 bucks, I don't really want to take the plunge unless unless someone gives me like a thumbs up of some sort. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. There's, did not review so well. There's too many other good ones. I would buy, uh, I'm thinking about buying a Samurai uh, Warriors 4 2. Because I have nice. Samurai Warriors 4 on the Vita. And 2 is just more of the same. Different, some different storylines and uh, kind of got like a horde, a single player horde mode instead of the chronicle mode in the first one. So I'm like tempted to see what that is just to plunk down a third. I just can't get enough. But, uh, you know, it, it's, in a way it ties into my love with Monster Hunter bringing it back home. Uh, because it, it, both of them are about going out and just kicking the shit out of stuff. Whereas in Monster Hunter you're going after one big monster and in the Muso games, you're going after a whole bunch of little ones with some lieutenants, you know, sprinkled in between. Um, yeah. But I enjoy the games for for both the same reason. Both of them have you, you know, grinding up and getting better armor and just getting better. Uh, but Monster Hunter, of course, gets your heart racing. 
Those monsters are out to tear you apart, especially when they already have yeah. built-in jetpacks. Oh, good. Uh, uh, the worst for me, which is ha- which just happened to me yesterday, is when you're in a long, drawn-out fight. The monster's limping and it's almost dead. You've already carted twice, and then you think like you've got this locked down, and then you die and have to start the whole damn thing over again. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it's just the worst. That's that's rough. Ouch. Yeah. So, uh, what other fun things did you do over the last couple of weeks while I was out of town? Did you conquer anything in single player? Yeah, I've been trying to slowly make my way up to single player. So I just finished the four star uh, urgent quest yesterday, um, and before that, I had to I had some trouble kind of finishing up the last few four star ones, like the hunt to Ketsu. That one was not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I got I got to five star and was looking for some of the listed key quests and realized that oh i have to go do a bunch of the village requests to get the key quests at five star to actually show up so i kind of had to backtrack and i'm working on some of those now i'm always afraid of like uh missing like farm upgrades and stuff but some of those you know by by passing up some of those those quests but dang now some of them are are a bit boring or just a pain in the ass going and getting the stupid eggs. (laughs) I mean, I I was even going to complain too. I was going to be like, you know, they don't make it necessarily clear what you have to do to progress, but they kind of do because whenever there's a new request from like the village people, it always shows up on like the, uh, the worldview of, Oh, you have like a a yellow note or a red note here and whatever village. So it's always pretty clear that there's something new for you to go check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were probably text in the beginning of the game somewhere emphasizing the requests that I skipped. So the game probably does fine with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was still kind of annoying to, to find out. Oh, I have to go do a bunch of like lower rank quests now. Mm-hmm. Well, we 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 at least uh, we at least had some fun because because we 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 got revenge on Astral Astralos. Yes. So I talked about him last time, and I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm not repeating myself or telling stories we already talked about before. But I, I thought last time I talked about how Astralos was guarding an egg and ripped me, uh, you know. But well, he didn't rip me a new one because we basically fought to a standstill after 50 minutes, and I still lost the quest. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, then, uh, but then you and I got to play multiplayer together. Uh, yeah, we had what was he? Was he like the two or three star key or urgent quest? Uh... I thought. The two star, I think. Yeah, I think it's like the two star urgent, which is super interesting to me that you know that you don't really get to face him until four or five star on single player. But dang yeah. two star, you know, he's the guy you got to get past. So you and I took him on. Would you say he was tough? The first time we fought him, he was tough. Uh, like we had, because the thing about him is he's got these weird lightning attacks that like swerve in different directions, which you don't necessarily expect. Mm-hmm. And he's quick, and I'd say his attacks are kind of somewhat similar to like Rathalos, but not quite. So yeah, the first the first time we fought him, it was pretty tough figuring out his patterns, trying to stay alive. And then after that, I, I think because we had to do it twice to fill both of our uh, urgent quests. The yeah. second time, I felt like it was like a not necessarily. I don't want to definitely don't want to say easy, but it was a, a lot smoother. Uh, 
Yeah, it kind of felt like he got easier the more we got used to some of his patterns, though you can't quite get through all of his patterns just because they're so unpredictable. Yeah. Um, at Like you said, the lightning, all the kind of like zigs and zags, and it's just hard to, when everything's going crazy, uh, it's just hard sometimes to figure out which way you need to roll uh, to stay away from that stuff. And it hurts. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, you and I, so so we, we, we killed him. We did had to do it twice, as Mike said. Uh, to to get it you know knocked off of both of our list and then I go back and or I don't know if it was you or me first but we went back and we checked with the blacksmith and we're like holy cow this guy's stuff looks cool yeah we we're like looking up the armor set online which I don't normally do but I'm because at first I did the mat the face mask and I'm like this mask looks really cool it's it's asymmetrical I love that and, and it's just oh because because you know actually monster hunter again is just weapon and armor porn so yeah we're sitting oh, there yeah. drooling and staring at all these different things and we're like you know we got to get our hands on some of this shiz so mike and i spent the rest of that night just farming up astral <laughs> that's all we did <laughs> uh we farmed the hell out of them and at the end of the night i was able to make a a, a pair of, of twin daggers and you made a bow right yeah I might, Love that bow. might have gotten the bow too, but I, I, I don't remember. But I, I definitely got the twin daggers. And, and we were so tired, I didn't get to ch- a chance to play around with whatever I made from him. So I just went to bed. But then during the trip, I'm on the airplane. I'm like, yeah, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me try playing out with these guys. Let me try these twin daggers. And first of all, they look so awesome. Um, they look like one way with the blacksmith. And then when you get onto the world and you see them on your character's back, they don't look as cool. And be, you begin to think you got ripped off. But then when you pull them out, they like transform. And they become more wicked looking and they're glowing green. Uh, But aside from looking awesome, uh, they carve monsters up. Like it easily cut my insect glaive time by 30%. Uh, So a 15 minute kill was down to almost 10 minutes. Uh, it was just that fast, uh, and definitely faster than some of my, uh, my earlier attempts with weapons I wasn't familiar with, where it would take me 20 minutes to kill a monster, but it's just so quick. And I'm not a, uh, so understand, I am not a good dual, whatever, dagger, dual blade person. Um, it's, it's a weapon that requires, it's one of those weapons that I, I, I kind of call it the red herring weapon because players get it and they're like, ooh, it's so fast because everything in Monster Hunter seems slow when you're playing like the hammer or the greatsword. So a lot of people gravitate towards this weapon and goes, ooh, this is so fast and easy. It feels so much more like a modern uh, beat-em-up you know, type of thing, like Dynasty Warriors, right? But yeah. but the combos in that thing are deceptively deep and it's so easy to overcommit a combo and a monster rip you a new one. Uh, and 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 But... I was killing things so fast I didn't care. Yeah, I took a few hits off the head because I'm not used to dodging. If you know how to do that, if you know how to do that weapon well, you can dodge in the middle of a combo. I have no clue how to do that. And I was doing aerial style, which probably isn't the most ideal style. But it's just, when you have those blades out and you've got demon mode turned on and you will roll into an enemy, your character will launch up and slice the enemy several times on the way up, which from what I understand, only a couple of weapons do and the dual blades is one of them so you get the damage as you're springboarding off the enemy rolling like you're some sort of buzzsaw and then of course you come crashing down you hit the attack button again and you're going to get more damage including the mounting damage so uh, it's it's pretty sick it just should it be a leak 
I feel like yeah. these are going to be my weapons through... I, I, I probably I want to play other weapons, but they're so badass. And that's kind of the cool thing about Monster Hunters. There's 14 different weapons, and you might gravitate towards one or two, but then you might find something like this, discover something like this, and it changes your gameplay experience. Yep. Uh, I think that's uh, one of the things that actually originally got me into the game, is I had trouble with some of the weapons uh, early on. I tried a new one in the Gun Lance, and that hooked hooked me right away. Yeah, just pulled you in. Yeah, and 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 yeah. So Astralos is really cool. Uh, definitely recommend that you farm him up if you're just a, you know it's easy enough to get to you know get through your first uh, you know couple stars there and and then just uh, queue up for some Astralos with some randos uh, maybe if you don't have some friends. But Mike and I just duoed him. We didn't we didn't have anybody else helping us. Yeah, it was really not that tough. Yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. So it was really cool and uh, definitely worth doing. Well, uh, let's see here. Aside from that, for me, uh, I did so. I did a lot. Well, with that weapon, I was able to cut to slice through a lot of my four star quest. I opened up the the four star or urgent. I, it felt like a number of those quests were like fight two kezus, fight two, um, I can't remember what they're called, the big rock-crushing monsters, Basarios or something. Uh, One of the new ones I did get to fight was uh, Volvidon. Volvidon. He's a fanged beast. He looks like a really large armadillo with almost like a crocodile head. And he likes to roll up into a ball while he's fighting you and roll all over the place and roll you run over you. Or bounce like a bouncing ball because that's totally a thing. Uh, yeah yeah he's he's a he 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 does a series of rolls forward side to side he doesn't care bouncing up and down like he's some sort of you know bouncy ball which totally doesn't make sense from a physics standpoint but hey what has that ever stopped a monster hunter game physics (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he can also paralyze uh paralyze you by you know spitting so he did some of that and then he had uh, then he had uh, that foul odor thing, which you're supposed to use the cleansing item on, or you can't use your items. Thankfully, with the twin blades, I didn't really need to use any items. <laughs> slice and dice. Just slice it and dice it and all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a, piece of, a piece of cake, really, with those things. I think I used a potion once in my run, my four-star run, because things were just dying so quick. I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, I, I have, I did use the uh, the healing fountain a few times. I, I got that as the skill, the the thing you put on the ground and it heals you. Yeah. Kind of like the health booster in Monster Hunter World. The health booster in Monster Hunter World will slowly but smoothly heal you up over time. This one, it seems to be like every couple of seconds, it pings you with some healing. It's like a nice. radar or something. I mean, it's the same effect, but you might think it's not working at first. You guys be patient. It does take a while to put down. It's very much like putting down a trap. And just like a trap, if a monster interrupts you while you're putting it down on the ground, it, you will lose it. And you'll have to recharge it all over again. And it's a long charge on that. So you have to be careful. But, uh, well, I get, you don't lose your trap if a monster interrupts you. You just lose the skill thing, though. So, hmm. But uh, I found it. I, I found it useful. Because uh, it heals you and your palicos and any friends that are standing around it. Very, I love the health booster in Monster Hunter World. I'm constantly yelling to my friends, health booster down! <laughs> so they all know they can go to, to heal it. It makes some of the tough fights a lot easier if you're strategizing that. But 
Cool. Anything else before we head on to our next segment? Um, I think that's it. I mean, I've been playing a little Monster Hunter Stories as well, uh, which I've always jumped in and out of. But not too much to say about it, that other than seeing seeing a cute anime character ride on a ketsu is just weird. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all, Mike. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's not horrifying at all. It's I don't I don't know if you and I talked about anime. this on the show or offline. Did we talk about how creepy ja- Japan's fascination with that creature is online? Uh, I think we did online, yeah. Okay, yes. all right. Yeah, yeah, it continues because we're gonna Japan's just gonna put their kids on it because why the hell not? <laughs> All right, well, we'll take a little break and we'll come back with our investigation right after this. And this is our investigation where we take one monster, a tough monster, and we dive into its strengths, weaknesses, and the strategies you need to come out on top. Today we are talking about Valhazak, an elder dragon from Monster Hunter World. A grotesque elder dragon that inhabits the deepest parts of the Rotten Vale. It uses the fatal vapor of the veil in what appears to be a symbiotic relationship. You know, I mentioned physics before, and if and if one dragon in this game uh, makes you question whether or not there's magic uh, in Monster Hunter games, because it seems pretty much like, hey, there's a bunch of big monsters, and they're in the environment, go kill them with weapons, and you're jumping really high sometimes and stuff, and you're carrying a sword that's impossibly heavy to carry, but aside from that, you don't really see any, you know, big evidences of magic or anything. That's just anime-level, you know, cray-cray uh, craziness, but... Valhazak, it looks like an undead creature come to life. I swear you can see through his ribs. Like, he is a decaying dragon that has been decaying for years and years and years. I mean, the flesh is just falling off of him. And when monsters are around him from the veil, he will actually suck in their their essence. And they'll fall to the ground dead. And that powers him. Lovely. So yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely not there to be your friend. Uh, so he emits he emits this he then he emits it around him or he'll project it out like and it looks like fog um, and it's constantly around him uh, and the name is escaping me at the moment of exactly me I mean miasma is the best uh, best but there's another word for it that the game calls it so maybe I'll uh, but we'll call it miasma uh, but the miasma. Uh, will basically will hurt your character over time, kind of like a poison. And I want to say once once it's once it's built up enough on you, it does something really bad. Oh, uh, cut your life bar! It cuts your life bar by a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you could be sitting there. You're already taking damage over time. He's already knocking you around a bit, and then suddenly your maximum life bar will just get. So uh, unless you unless you at that point you have the, you know whatever the status is called and you got to get rid of it uh, with with a with a null berry. So you want to make sure you have null berries. He's probably one of the few creatures at Monster Hunter World where I worried about carrying null berries at least until I got better about fighting him and I got his armor, which makes you immune to the the effects of miasma. At least it, it affects you from getting that status that whatever is called curse stat we'll call it curse status but uh it doesn't affect it doesn't really protect you against the dot it might reduce it a bit 
uh, yeah, it cuts your health in half. I just found the note. So, yeah, that's super awesome. Um, because he will hit hard and he'll take you out really quickly with only half a health bar. So you got to be careful about that. Uh, there are there are ways to mitigate that status. Um, or if you get enough of those gems, you can negate it. Or you can just equip his armor set negates it as well. Uh, and that makes his fight uh, a lot easier. Um, he is weak to fire uh, and dragon. And moderately susceptible to a blast blight and stun. Uh, using a weapon with the Elder Seal will cause the Miasma to dissipate for a short time. Uh, it's not a big game changer, honestly, as long as you are immune to the to the status effect. And even if you aren't immune to the status effect, if you're just smart about it, if you expect it. The first the first couple times I fought him and it just kind of came out nowhere, my health bar wasn't, you know, was only half this normal size, then I would get killed. But if you're keeping an eye out for it, you know, you've you know basically breathed in a lot of the Miasma. Then, uh, then, then you can roll out of the way quickly, take your null bear, and get back into action. Um, you know, and the such. So, uh, but uh, it's definitely important to make sure that uh, uh, that you know what you're up against, and that you've got your health bar as as long as possible to begin with. He's uh, he's also immune to. Uh, oh, speaking of that miasma too, he will also. He'll roar and he'll breathe a bar of miasma that goes so far. If you think you're far away from, no, you're not far away enough. This thing, this beam he fires, the the miasma breath, and it even if you have the protection from the status, it won't matter because it does so much damage. Now, if you combine that damage and you got the status at the same time, you're still suffering from the status. It can KO you, uh, so you have to be careful, uh, you know, and the such. So, um, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, he likes to fight in areas that are uh, in the underground where you're fighting him in the Rotten Vale. There's there's poisonous pools. So it's not unusual to, to quickly get overwhelmed because you are taking the DOT from the Miasma and you are falling into an acid pool and get caught up in some combo. Uh, and next thing you know, you've lost over half your health. And by the way, he just ran over you and killed you. So, you know, you got to be careful of your uh, surroundings. Um, he's very uh, resistant to poison, sleep, and paralysis, as you would expect from an undead type of creature. He's immune to water, uh, you know, and the such. The um, the interesting thing about, I mentioned earlier about the, um, the elemental weakness to dragon and to fire. Uh, he's always weak to fire. The dragon weakness only applies um, to wounded body parts. So, and, and honestly, uh, you know, I said, I mentioned before, I'm not a twin dagger player, but, uh, but with him, I just actually eventually got comfortable enough. I had these twin fire daggers and I used those and tore through him rather quickly with them. So yeah. Yeah. And another really cool thing is in certain areas where you're fighting him underneath the rotten veil, there are stalagmites from the ceiling Get used to where those are at and hit him with a rock when he's underneath of them and you'll do some buku damage. Yeah. You can cut his tail. So that's always good for an extra part. Uh, that's always kind of fun. But he is definitely one of the Elder Dragons. He's probably, in my opinion, he's probably the easiest of the Elder Dragons. Um, just because I got used to him and I had, you know, I, I farmed him to get his set so I could be immune. It's a good set overall. I use the Valhazak, uh, set a lot myself in playing it. It gives you, I want to say, 
great. I have to look this up because I'm afraid I'm going to like mix it up in my head with another set. Uh, let's just take a look what the set bonus is because it has a cool set bonus. I mean, aside from oh, it's called it's not called um, what did I was miasma. It's effuvia because having his armor gives you effuvia resistance. Effuvia. Effuvia. Yeah, effluvia. Maybe there's an L in there. It's hard to see, but effluvia. Um, effluvia resistance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So gives you effluvia resistance. Gives you uh, his set. Uh, gives you recovery speed, I believe. An increase on dragon attack, which helps with his weakness. And I swear there's one other really cool thing about it. Like, I, I want to say, like, your your weapon... Uh, your weapon... Um, your weapon uh, deteriorates at a slower rate or something around those lines, but I could be wrong. It's also a badass. It's just a badass looking set. Uh, I, you know, it looks like a gothic, a very gothic set, whether you're playing the, the lady or the guy characters. Um, it just looks really, really cool. The alpha and the, the beta set do look uh, somewhat different, but they're both really cool. It, is, it really is about how you look. So uh, let's see. What you call it again? Weapon and armor porn? <laughs> Yeah, weapon and armor power. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's super recovery. That's what it gives you. Um, allows recovery to exceed the red portion of the health gauge. So, in other words, as you're, you know, you slowly heal up over time. Uh, and with this set, you're already healing a little, that natural healing. So a monster hits you, it, it, when it hits you for, let's say, you got 150 hit points, it hits you for 50. Uh, what will happen is you'll see you have the 100 hit points from green. But then you have like 25 more hit points that are kind of red, which means if nothing hits you for the next minute, you'll slowly get back up to 125, right? Um, this will let you, and that will happen slowly. That's called your natural healing. And you can make that faster with uh, Im- Im- immunizer potion. will help you recover faster. Val Hazak said, I believe, has the skill that lets you recover faster as well. It doesn't mean you're going to recover in 10 seconds on that red bar, but you'll get there in probably 20 seconds. Uh, but then on top of this, the Valhazak um, uh, set allows you to restore the permanent part of health that you lost. So in that example I said, you got you could only heal up to 125 instead of your max 150, but Valhazak will let you heal back up all the way to 150. So if you're smart and use that with a couple of other pieces, you start to feel like Wolverine. <laughs> It's a, I, I, I got this. I'm just going to heal up after this. I'll be fine. I'll just heal up. So that's Fall Hazak in a nutshell. Um, yeah, El, Elder Dragon, that's that's uh, not so tough once you get used to him. Uh, and then later on, I fought the Tempered. There's the Tempered version and, and the other version. And that they just hit harder. Just stay out of the poo. Alrighty. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and read your questions and your comments and everything else. we got some questions for Mike. He's excited. And that bell means that the Argosy has pulled into port with some juicy mail for us. Uh, First off, we do have a comment, and you too can leave your comments by going to rpgamer.com and uh, looking under podcast for The Hunt. And you can go ahead and read uh, read uh, or write your comments on there. Uh, always write your comments under the latest show. I don't go back and read comments if you're like 
catching up on your backlog, I won't be able to go back and, and find those. Uh, so always leave it on the last show if you want it to be read on the air. But uh, Bobby Watson writes, I believe that when multiple people participate in an urgent quest in multiplayer, only the person who took the quest actually gets to the new AHR. Well, we proved that, right, Mike? We did on stream, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I remember having to go through the same quest multiple times in Monster Hunter Freedom Unite so that everyone on the team could get the same rank. I assume this rule is still true in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. It is. Yep. Also, I forgot to mention this. Unfortunately for Mr. Apps, the Wyvern Egg quest is required to unlock the key Astalos uh, quest in 5-star. I uh, just found this out. <sighs> so disappointed. Well, you know, I still have that Egg quest still on 3-star. I don't think it's like required for anything, but it's just bugging me it's there. Uh, the, well, that's the one where Astalos fought me to a standstill. But now that I have daggers made out of him, I might be able to take him down in only 30 minutes. And then still have 20 minutes to run the eggs back. Hopefully unmolested, except for whatever cats are in the way or whatever. <laughs> Stupid cats. Uh, we also have a, a couple of questions from Twitter. Uh, you can always shoot off our questions. I'm at JC Servant, and Mr. Apps is at Ask Wheels. You can send us your questions, and we will be happy to, to, um, to uh, read those. Anywho, uh, question number one, Mr. Apps. Damn it, Mike, how do I unlock the comma gunlance you praise so highly? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> but, Mike, you uh, keep talking about it. You gotta know how to do it. Uh, well, I saw it in the list of available like stuff to build. I don't know what, if anything, I had to do for it to show up there. And, yeah. It, it's got some like weird requirements like you need some what are they called when you do like the um uh like just the gathering quests like the tour quests you get like a was a like pocket ticket poke ticket whatever it required some of those and some other random ingredients um but yeah uh just look for it in your list obviously there's nothing special that unlocks it and um track down the weird ingredients but it's it's pretty sweet uh it's helped us help, certainly helped me through a lot of quests anything weak to ice now i'm using that so uh certainly worth crafting not just because it looks awesome hmm cool cool just gotta find it google's your friend uh yeah. mike yeah uh, someone has written in and said are you telling me you're playing Monster Hunter Ultimate over Red Dead Redemption 2? Red Dead what? What's a Red Dead Redemption? No, I don't know. If it was already redeemed, why would it need a sequel? You know, here's the funny thing, boys. <laughs> so here's the funny thing, right? I've seen some of the reviews for Red Dead. I've already had, like, I had a couple people ask me, hey, are you going to play Red Dead Redemption 2? Well, I'm sure I'll get around to it one day. I played the first one. I enjoyed it. But the second one, they try so hard to make it more realistic. Like you got so in the first one, you could kill uh, you know you could kill animals and you could go skin them real quick. In this one, first you got to make sure to take care of your horse and make sure he's washed up and brushed and everything. Otherwise, he doesn't perform. Uh, you got to clean out your guns and all this stuff. And then you go out there and you find a, a, a squirrel or a rabbit or a deer, and you got to shoot it in the vital part because if you shoot it in the wrong place, you ruin the fur. So you got to shoot it in the right part, and then you can skin it. And I'm thinking to myself, 
wait a minute, this game is trying so hard. They saw the success of Monster Hunter, and they're trying to mix in Monster Hunter with Red Dead Redemption. Now, hear me out on this, because Monster Hunter, you got to prepare before you go on the hunt, right? Yep. Got to get your potions mixed up. You got to make sure you have the right thing for whatever, you know, potion, heat potion, cold potion, whatever. Right. You got to have all that. And then you got to hunt the monster down. And then you're going to kill him and carve him up, right? <laughs> you see the similarities yeah, here. But I the do. but I the can't. big difference is instead of fighting a really cool, awesome electric dragon, instead, you're trying to hunt a deer yeah. or a rabbit. It just doesn't sound thrilling to me, Mike. Because it's not. <laughs> no, no. So I'm not saying you guys can't enjoy your Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I certainly won't deny it probably has a better story. But for my money, I just want to kill big, huge monsters. And, yeah. And turn them into really cool-looking weapons and armor. That's a, that's a you know, dead Red Dead Redemption, I think you can take some of those pelts and turn them into, like, a, a new shirt or jacket or something. So I guess that's okay. But it's not like a glowing, fluorescent green suit of badass-looking armor with yeah. with glowing daggers. Yeah. So figure that one out. Yeah, give me some glowing uh, <coughs> revolvers and maybe I'll play Red Dead Redemption. Otherwise, hard pass. Yeah. Another question is, what are your thoughts on Monster Hunter World now that it's been out for quite some time? I, I looked this up. Monster Hunter World came out on January 26, 2018. Can you believe it's already been... Uh, what is that? Make it nine full months, ten full months, no. ten full no. months, ten, ten, nine or ten full months. It's almost been a year, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, I know you haven't had a chance to put much time into it, Mike, because you keep playing Monster Hunter Ultimate <laughs> instead. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I feel like I feel like for me, it grabbed me and didn't let me go, and it sucked my soul out for a solid two months, and then after that, it just kind of fell off because. Yeah, I of, think- the lack of depth. I don't think I played it as much as you during those two months, but I definitely was playing it a lot the first two months. Uh, I mean, I think we've talked a lot about it here on this show, and I, I think my opinion is pretty much the same. It's a great start for a new set of Monster Hunter games, but I mean, just you know, picking up one of the older style games like Generations Ultimate, there's just so much more to do. And it's not really necessarily a knock on Monster Hunter World because it's a whole new engine. It's a whole... They have to basically rebuild all the monster models and stuff in the new engines. So it's going to take a while to get it to the same place the old series was. And it's important they do this uh, to rebuild it in a new engine with some new mechanics. Uh, But that's going to take time. And right now I can play the heck out of something like Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate and... Honestly, looking at a game like that, I don't know that I think they've kind of um, done all they could can with that older style, even. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, if they made a direct sequel to Monster Hunter 4 with kind of the same mechanics and a bunch of new monsters, which they probably could do and relatively on the cheap, I would be all for that. And I think they could even do some a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, because, I, I mean, looking back at my review of Monster Hunter 4, I was like, you know, this is the pinnacle of the series. They really need to do a lot new to kind of bring, bring it forward. But that's not to say it's all necessarily downhill from there. It could be like a slow downward trend. But, yeah, there's Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. I complained a lot about it on its initial release and trying to play through those early missions. But I think 
getting to the meat of that game really opened my eyes for how even you know like a game I think is a bit a bit of a mess early on even despite that is just like this engrossing experience so uh, yeah Monster Hunter World now the best selling Capcom game of all time apparently it is it is not only that madness it is the second best-selling PlayStation 4 video game at 8.3 million copies. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and, you know... Exceeded hat- only by Uncharted 4 A Thief's End. Damn. So, yeah, hat, hat, hat... And, you know, that's... I guess that's not even counting, It beats like- It beats Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> and God of... So, so, so your top... Your top... Your top five is... The Witcher 3 at 4.8 million... God of War at 5 million, Horizon Zero Dawn at 7.6 mil, Monster Hunter World at 8.3, and Uncharted 4 at 8.7. Crazy. It is, what, 5% points off of Uncharted 4? And, yeah. and, 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 and 60% above God of War. I mean, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, I kind of understand because uh it was it was on the pc first and if you're like me you bought it on the pc there was no reason to buy it on the playstation 4 it's not really an exclusive but the other the other games we listed are exclusives and it just just soundly beat them down marvel's marvel spider-man is right now granted it hasn't been out that long yet but it's at 3.3 million that's gonna go up yeah a lot a lot have you got have you got your copy of spider-man i already beat it Motherfucker! Sure. so you're so oh so you're not playing uh, uh, whatever I just said, but you're playing m- m- Spider-Man. Uh, I love me some Spider-Man, and also that's a game I could play in front of my kids, so I got to do a lot of it that way, so I, I that kind of opened up a lot of time to play the game, so, yeah. Anywho, so, well, thank y'all for your questions. Make sure you leave us some more questions, and we'll read them next week. We're gonna take another break, and we're gonna come back up to wrap this up with the canteen. Now, the canteen is usually a, a section where we do some kitchen sink stuff, and I guess this is kitchen sink is anything else I can think of. I totally forgot to open up the show by mentioning which show number this was. Oops. <laughs> this was Whoops. this was chapter nine called Village People. And I'm not even sure why I named it Village People. Because we're talking all the people in all the different villages, maybe. Maybe I was ticked yeah. off at the time of like trying to hunt these people down and talk to them all. I don't remember. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so... What are you going to be working on over the next week or two, Mr. Mack? So I think it's mostly Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate for me. Um, hashtag, hashtag hunt for uh, G-Rank? Hunt for G-Rank, yeah, but I think before that it's going to be a lot of grinding to... I, I've started to love using the bow, which is great, but the armor I have uh, when using the bow is basically a hodgepodge of crap. <laughs> And a glowing green mask. So uh, I need some better stuff. Because uh, right now, if I get hit when I'm using the bow, it's basically... Uh, I- I'm going down quick, so I need something better for that. So I'm thinking I'm going to work on getting a full set of glowy green goodness. Glowing green goodness works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that great that armor, man. 
That's right. What you and I need to do is go farm some more of him up, see if we can make a full set of his armor. Just oh, yeah. uh, that was just uh, man. He's just so pretty. Just I I I don't know. It's just it's 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 gorgeous. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to finish. I need to go ahead and tackle that four star urgent quest. I forget what it's up against, but I need to do that. Start working up from from five star quests. Yeah, we need to do some more online stuff. Yeah, the uh, the four urgent quest. It's the um, you can never pronounce this thing. It's like Yinku Kat or something like the bird type one. It's the alternate version of that that has point, which we handled pretty easily in multiplayer. So I went in there kind of cocky, and the thing destroyed me. Uh. Uh, so uh, if there's one tip. If there's one tip I can give for that is to watch out for his tail attacks since they cause poison, uh, and, and he'll do he'll do like just kind of the turning around and hitting you with the tail as he's turning around. But also he also has like the um, the Rathalos type attack where he'll, where he'll kind of flip in midair and try and hit you with his tail. The tail is everywhere. Yeah. So. Yen Garuga. Yeah. Yeah, it's Yen Garuga. Is the is this poison version? So uh, yeah, yeah well, we're definitely going to have to. Uh, you know, we're almost done with the investigations on the Monster Hunter World monsters. Uh, so then we're going to have to um, we're going to have to do we're going to have to do uh, these. Start going through these guys and talking about these guys in Monster Hunter Ultimate Generations Ultimate. And there's kind of a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it will be material for quite some time. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. monster, monster, monsters. Yeah, uh, I think I might might also make my glorious return to Monster Hunter World soon. There you that's, go. That's well overdue. Yeah, you can always hit me up. I will say uh, I do appreciate the the switches, the ability to be able to play that on the on the full, uh, you know in the air. That would that helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, yep. Wasn't tied to the console, so that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Alrighty, well, I think that's it. Uh, join us next time uh, for chapter 10 of our saga. And I guess until then, may your weapons always stay sharp. <laughs>